perfect game spoiled by the 27th batter? Oh. On July 4th, 1908, Hook Wilts of the New York Giants hit Philadelphia Phillies pitcher George McQuillan on a 2-2 count in a scoreless game. The only time a 0-0 perfect game had been broken up by the 27th batter and the only time a perfect game has been spoiled on the 27th batter by the opposing pitcher. Wouldn't that be a bitch? My name is Eric, the baddest motherfucker on the planet, and you're listening to Patriot Sports Radio. This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports, from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it. Like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. Here's Eric, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I am your host. Like it or not, John is back. Chris is over there shoveling coal in the furnace. John, you're on American soil. How was France? Feels good. Did you conquer it? Feels good to be back. Uh, I mean, does that mean anything? (laughs) Who hasn't (laughs) conquered France? Uh, It was very evident by all the the ruins that are there. Not to knock on France, but definitely an American. Uh, Actually, we had this crazy experience coming back because France is kind of super uh, political right now. They've basically got the same election that we have from a couple of years ago, right and left. There's a lot of tension. And so on the flight back, the the pilot was like, uh, we've got some breaking news. We need to break. And if you guys are watching the news on, on your tablets and whatnot, you probably already know. And so I'm thinking somebody's invaded somebody. And then he goes, mask yep. mandates no longer apply. You can take your masks off. <laughs> and then that was kind of my entry back into the U.S. And then you land into JFK, which is basically a low security prison. And uh, a total of 20 hours later, I'm here right now after a couple hours of sleep. So we're, we're doing good. It feels back. feels good to be back. And I'm pumped. I, I can watch sports again. You can't watch sports over there very easily. Well, they have soccer, but that's not a real sport. Were they nice to you? They were. I think they're nice to a lot of uh, Americans with, with spending money. Um, you know, whether that's a little bit or a lot, they, they welcome all currency to come in. And so I, I didn't really run across too many uh, annoying French guys, except for one guy I kind of wanted to punch at a train station because he wouldn't help me buy a ticket. But, you know, uh, I had my vent session over there and threw a coffee at a train and uh, felt better. And uh, that was about the only negative experience I had. So back, ready to dive into uh, looks like we got some good sports coming up. We got golf season kicking off. We got NBA playoffs ramping up. We got drama, of course. So I'm I'm looking to dig into that and and see who's getting suspended or fined fifty thousand for flipping off the Boston Celtics. A lot, a lot to catch up on. Oh yeah, that too. Kyrie Irving flipping off the flipping off the, the entire it. crowd. Yes. Coincidentally, Me I just too. I was catching up. If you don't know this, it's dumb, but. Um, HBO is not in France and the one show I've been watching now is on HBO. It's winning time. It's the eighties Lakers and it's amazing. Great show. And, uh, I get, I get back, I land. And that was like the first thing I watched and they're going through the magic and bird stuff right now. And it's so the guy who's cast as Larry bird is perfect. 
And I'm, I'm watching that. And the whole thing is F the Celtics, basically, because the Celtics were just basically like the Yankees. And, uh, you know, Red Arbach is was basically being portrayed as a terrible human being. And so I watched that, get some help, Celtics hate. And then I, I open up ESPN today and, and realize that Kyrie Irving flipped off the Celtics. And I'm like, yeah, they probably deserved it. Yeah. Michael Chiklis is great as Red Auerbach, too. They really nailed the the cast. Oh, that is Michael Chiklis. I didn't recognize him with hair. Almost positive. I haven't checked the credits, but I do trust my eyes. I think it's Michael Chiklis. And the guy who is. plays um the guy who plays Jerry West is excellent too. I watched some of the after show and that guy has an English accent. I I don't know how these people do. I yeah. hate it. I don't know why it bothers me when I find out an actor who I didn't know has an English accent has one. I feel like I've been had. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, that that whole show is cast phenomenally. Uh, John C. Riley is as bus. Oh, he, I mean, man. that's my new favorite character. It's he's yes. he is so good at that. He's Al Swearingen level notorious. It's he's so good and he pulls off that character so well. And uh, even Adam McKay, who's the director and and producer, he's uh, he's done a lot of cool stuff. But the whole style that he's he's implemented is awesome. And he actually burned a bridge because he wouldn't put Will Ferrell in it. And he and Will Ferrell aren't on speaking terms anymore. So uh, they got the dude from How I Met Your Mother playing the uh, the interim coach right now. And he's killing Mm -hmm. it. It's just really good acting. I'm super impressed with everything. And so I've been sucked into that. And so I caught up on a couple episodes last night, uh, grew in my hatred for the Celtics and uh, yeah, right in time for the playoffs. Yeah. It's a vitriolic place right now in Boston. You got uh, Kyrie flipping people off because they call him a, a bitch or a pussy, which I mean, that has to be the first time that's ever happened in sports. So I understand his reaction. But I mean, these people, where's the line? Like you pay for a ticket. You can go there and yell shit. Okay. But if you're one of these relentless people who like does research on a player and really tries to get under their skin, you deserve a fuck you bitch as as he's walking into the locker room. Maybe I I feel like I'm on Kyrie's side. Maybe there's not a good guy here, but if there is, I think it's Kyrie. Uh, I found myself rooting for Kyrie inexplicably a lot over the last year. Um, he's probably very different personality, uh, but you know, I kind of get that. I, I can't imagine playing sports at that high level, having that, having that he played in Boston and going back and Boston's notorious for being pretty racist. And that's kind of believable. Um, I can't imagine that that just went away because uh, of the times. And I, I would imagine he's heard a variety of things. And he's usually not a guy who goes off like that. So when he does, I usually take his uh, the benefit of the doubt with him. Yeah. I admire anybody who's going to stick to their beliefs like that. Like, I don't know how much money it cost him to sit there and not get the shot. But, I mean, who's laughing now? <laughs> you, you know who else didn't get the shot that just came out? Mel Kuyper. Really? Did you ah, see that? Yeah. I did so he's got a, he's got a... He's got to be in COVID jail for uh, for the draft because he's not vaccinated. That snuck under the radar. Yep, he's like the groundhog. You only hear about him that one time a year for about a week when he comes out and uh, gives you his you know picks on who's going to go where when he's right. I don't know. He's right about seventeen percent of the time, something like that. It's I don't know why 
Mel Kuyper has. I think we're just used to him. There's probably a lot better Mel Kuypers out there. We're just used to this Mel Kuyper. A lady glued herself to the floor at the Timberwolves game while you were in France. I saw the text, so what's the story behind that? It says she super glued her hand to an NBA court. I don't think she super glued her hand. Her name is Alicia Santurio. She wants everyone to know the industry's massive impact on food systems and the planet. Evidently, um, Santurio, and she's an activist with direct action everywhere. She was trying to draw attention to the mass killing of roughly 5.3 million delicious chickens at Rembrandt Enterprises, an Iowa factory egg farm owned by billionaire Glenn Taylor, who also owns the Timberwolves. So the Timberwolves owner owns a chicken farm. We inevitably kill these chickens and eat them, and she doesn't like that. 10.6 million chicken wings is too many for her. I just Mm -hmm. did that math on the fly. Mm -hmm. And then we had another one chain herself to the hoop, I believe for the same reason. That's the one, yeah. Oh, this chick looks like, uh, she looks like Janice Soprano. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. Glenn Taylor roasts so, animals alive. So I already alive. dislike her. Yep. She had a shirt on that said, Glenn Taylor roasts animals alive. She was, she was throwing flyers on the floor, fucking chained herself to the basket. Where did she get the chain? Oh, it looks like a yellow chain. I bet that was in the arena. She probably stole it from somewhere. Because <laughs> how do you get a chain in the door, right? I've got a vape into Miller Park before, but a chain? I don't think so. (laughs) Um, I I can't think of anything that I would protest publicly uh, for attention like that. I I, I really can't think of anything. I can't either. So, I mean, I guess hats off to having beliefs, but uh, I I don't think that moved the needle. No, I don't think that. I, I mean, I hate to break it to her, but I don't think she saved one chicken. I might get chicken tonight just on principle. I don't like I don't like the way we produce and get our meat lately ever since there's been too many people. I wish we would all just go out and shoot our own chickens, you know, get the tree stand up, get the chicken scent and wait for a wait for a herd of chickens to come by. But sadly, we have to we have to work and raise kids and stuff. So we have to buy our chicken at the store. Today for lunch, I had a chicken dead on a bun. And on top of that chicken, I had some dead pig in the form of bacon. And on the top of that bacon, I'm sure some poor cow was abused making the cheese. Nah, they like that. But it was fucking good. I would. (laughs) (laughs) There is one animal or one dish that I actually won't because I think it's messed up. Uh, It's my own personal preference. And if you eat it, I don't care. Uh, but veal, I've heard some weird stuff about yeah. how veal gets made, and it just seems like that ain't yeah. right. I can't, I can't, be, I can't, I can't, be I can't that. eat something that was hung upside down its entire life so nope. that it didn't have like meat. And I saw that a lot <laughs> yeah. when I was traveling. I was just like, eh, I, I don't know. I can't do that. Go ahead if you want to, but yeah. that's a little, it doesn't seem like the way God intended veal to be made. No. No, I don't think he attended veal. <laughs> I don't know. I won't eat cephalopods either. Squids, octopus, stuff like that. They they fall into that same category as dolphins and elephants and chimpanzees for me. They're just, they're too smart. They're too much like us. I don't like it. I think there's some bad juju that comes with uh, with eating an octopus. Or a God forbid they catch wind that we eat them. 
I mean, we're screwed. They're coming for us. <laughs> yeah. I don't like my chances against a squid and or octopus. It's just a matter of time before they learn how to no. be uh, what you call amphibious. Imagine that. We're way off the trail. We're way off the beaten path. Um, Aaron Rodgers threw a football at a kid. You'll love this story, John. Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. He threw a football at a kid mm-hmm. who picked him off at a, at a camp. <laughs> that tracks, but also I, I would probably do that too. <laughs> he was standing there like wait, and then he let it go and this kid darted in front of it and picked it off. And then, you know, all everybody on the field is, oh! and then the kid runs up, holding the football <laughs> out to, and hands it to him. And he, <laughs> I think he took Ooh. the ball. And when he realized he took the ball, he was like, oh, I just made myself the butt of the joke. And then he turned and fired the ball at the kid. Yeah. And he missed. Didn't even hit the kid. <laughs> oh, gosh. Turns around and fires a Rex Grossman at the kid. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I got to say, you know, having just thrown a coffee at a train, I, I would have been the same. <laughs> and as much as I hate to agree with Aaron Rodgers, if some little shit picks me off and then hands me the ball, you better believe oh, man. I am crow hopping <laughs> and throwing it at him. <laughs> are we talking like 16 or are we talking like nine? He was so proud of himself. No, they're high school kids. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he can yeah. take a, he can take a yeah, football. We all know high school kids life. are the worst. So yeah, your middle school and high school kids, those are going to be your worst human beings alive. Those are the people who know the most <laughs> and have the least patience. They're the scariest people to encounter in situations like that because they're they're obviously still kids, but they're vicious. So it's like, what do you, what do you do when a sixteen year old disrespects you publicly? I guess you just fire a football at him. <laughs> yep. I heard on the radio on the way over here that Deshaun Watson reported uh, voluntary OTAs. Aaron Rodgers is not going to report to voluntary OTAs. I feel like so is that is this this only the second year in a row, or is that kind of the way he does it? I don't. I I think this has been a thing. I feel like that happens most years. Yeah, Pro Bowls, OTAs, all that stuff. They don't they don't show up for that. I don't know. If my job gave me fifty million dollars and they said, "Hey, on Saturday." We're going to be moving some boxes from point A to point B, and it would be cool if you showed up and helped out. I would say, hey, you guys just gave me $50 million. Yeah, I'll show up and help out. I'm a team player. Because being paid that much should improve my attitude and my morale, and I should feel more part of the leadership of this thing. I, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. You're playing football in shorts. It's not hard. And it sends the right message. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm getting old. This is a very old guy on the porch shaking his fist take, but you should show up to work, period. Don't like it. There's going to be rust. And then early in the season, it'll be, oh, well, he's got to get his timing down with, you know, that guy. And then, and, and uh, what's his name? Fucking Sammy Watkins is new. So, you know, they got to get their timing down. Well, do it now. Do it now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, they dropped a bad one week one, and he kind of reiterated yeah. his stance on relax. It's going to be fine. And to his credit, he's right. But why drop one early in the season just because you yep. had something better to do in Green Bay or wherever he's at? How about let's realize that Devontae's not there next year. Pull him out the fucking ditch. So you might want to go work with these young guys. Yeah, maybe. 
<laughs> and it'll probably be like uh, like a couple years ago when Lazard and MVS were all new. He'll be in the locker room bitching about how guys are running the wrong routes. Well, everybody's new. I'm sorry. We had to back the fucking truck up and pour all the money into your yard. So we can't afford an all pro wide receiver anymore. You get the fucking flat earther now. Good luck. <laughs> and then on top of that, after we did all that, you won't show up to fucking help. <laughs> Tell you what, this is going down exactly like it did with Favre. I love the guy. I'd follow this man into the gates of hell. And then by the end, I'm just like, all right, already. Well, you said they don't have sports in France, so they definitely don't have USFL. We sat here and watched a shit ton of USFL while you were over there. We sat down here for three Mm -hmm. hours and watched. Great fucking game. And I was hooked, dude. Yeah. And the the production's great, John. The drone cameras. New Jersey Generals. Those uniforms were awesome. The production of the whole deal was legit. I'm a fan now. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait. It to didn't feel that. gimmicky. In the back of my mind, I was worried that it was going to be subpar, and that I was going to have to kind of convince myself that I liked it. But watching the game, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, the quarterback play isn't great, and the kicking game sucks. Turns out they have a chip in the ball that weighs five ounces. So I don't know. The ball weighs mm. five ounces more than a regular football, so that's going to take some getting used to. But I thought the drones were awesome. The officiating was almost perfect. They don't really call much unless it's really bad. And Mm -hmm. the helmet cam has to go. That's my take on the helmet cam. I got a little dizzy. But the drone guy is great. He's flying that fucking thing like down into the huddle. He's skimming it like three inches off the field and coming up (laughs) into the concourse. It's nuts. You could tell as the game went on, he got more and more confident in his abilities <laughs> and he started doing crazier and crazier stuff. He just starts like buzzing everybody's tower. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get a rogue operator and he's just getting a little too close <laughs> interfering with the kickoffs. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. I, you know, so the kicking, the kicking game sometimes in the NFL sucks too. So these guys aren't any better than what the NFL talent is, but that's a good thing. Right. Well, and they got a five ounce chip in the ball. Let me also reiterate that th- there's a there's a kid named Randy Satterfield for uh, the Birmingham Stallions that uh, Green Bay needs to fucking look at because this kid could actually play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's legit. He looked like a uh, David Boston out there. Oh, really? Like going up and getting footballs. Wow, David, David Boston. Boston. Haven't thought Haven't of heard that, that name in a while. while. Don't know where that came from. I was going for the other big guy, but I couldn't think of his name. But overall, I was impressed. How much of the stuff did you watch on Saturday, Chris? I didn't watch a lot of it. The Bandits game, I watched. The Bandits and Maulers, oh, the Maulers are garbage. That much I know for sure. The Maulers are the Mm. worst team in the league. The Bandits might be awesome, but it might just be that the Maulers are absolute dog shit. Yeah. All right. So there's a bit of a learning curve when it comes to quarterback play and kicking. Um a five ounce chip, that's that's a lot. You would that's think with today's technology we could come up with something smaller. But I thought it would uh, be like a it, postage stamp, like like the little RFID yeah. thing that keeps me from stealing a pack of razors or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something. So yeah, I would imagine that kind of throws off timing and 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 everything because that's that's not a small amount of weight when you're used to throwing a certain football. Everything seemed to go left. 
Hmm. So any other takeaways? You check out the cheerleading, uh, any of that stuff? Madison was on Fox and Friends yeah, on Wednesday was. morning. She's out there. Yeah. You know, they call that the Patriot Sports bump. You come on this show and That's then right. you basically write your own ticket after that. Rocket ship to the moon. That's awesome. Right up to the big boys. I thought the production was really good. I saw a lot of the pictures and such that they were doing pregame. The players uh, all shaking hands with the kids. I They did a really good job, I think, for uh, for – they put a great product on the field, and I think they had a really good family environment. That's what they're going be for. Good. Family. Yeah. Football is family. Roger Goodell keeps telling me, but the USFL is showing me. <laughs> they're they're showing it. That's right. That's exactly right. So I saw all I saw at the end of last night's game that all the kids in the stands came down and made a big like tunnel up the field, and all the players from each team came oh, and high five nice. back into the so that was neat for the kids, like running the bases for the Brewers. That's a big deal for those kids. That'll that you know, and you know what Dad's doing right now? He's getting a ticket for next week. Yeah, for sure. Because that was a lot of fun. I wonder if it being in Birmingham isn't gonna wear old with these people, though. If like you know, by week six, they're like, yeah, I guess we could go to the Stallions game, or if they're gonna be way into it, if they'll have their team and they'll be, you know looking forward to the games out there tailgating and shit. I imagine the Alabama knows how to tailgate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say if Bama and Auburn are any, like a bar that we could look at, <laughs> those guys are football fans yeah. out there. I mean, they, they put a hundred thousand plus every Saturday in both those stadiums and they're not the same fans. So there's at least 250,000. football. Yeah, fans that's there. true. We're not talking about the same people. They don't go to each other's games. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. And then we got the XFL coming up next year. I don't know. There's a lot of leagues to keep track of. 48-year-old Terrell Owens caught a caught a touchdown in the fan-controlled football league. That's like a seven-on-seven. Fans decide the plays in some sort of way. I haven't even looked into that yet. The days <laughs> need to have more hours in them. Is Johnny Manziel there? I think... Johnny Manziel was in a, is he in that league? That league with Terrell. I remember he was psyched about Manziel. I didn't know. So I don't know. I was, I was asking if, did, uh, did big money Johnny football throw that, throw that pass to Terrell? (laughs) Or they are two different teams. They might be on different teams. Oh man. You knew when he came walking up to the stage on draft night with the fucking, with the money gestures that there was no shot. There was just no shot. Gosh. So like a seven on seven league. Who drafted who drafted Manziel? Was that Cleveland? Man, Cleveland is good at picking quarterbacks. Odds. You would think they'd strike gold at some point, but they keep picking the wrong guy. Yeah. Every time. Every every time. Every time. Who was that who was that running back? Nick Chubb. That they traded to Indy. Oh, Trent Richardson. Yeah. Oh, Alabama guy. Every pick they make is gold. <laughs> um, what do we got? We got a Japanese pitcher, Roki Sasaki. Last weekend, he threw his the first perfect game in Japan in 28 years. He struck out a record tying 19 batters, including a record breaking 13 in a row at one point, just like Corbin Burns. Mm. And on Sunday, he nearly did it again. He struck out 14 batters and he went 102 pitches. And then they pulled him after eight, eight perfect innings. 
That is insane. So the first perfect game in how long? 28 years. I, they play a lot the of last baseball one in the MLB. In I know we had a ton of no hitters last year, but I feel like we've had a perfect game in the last five to 10 for sure. Yeah. I believe Dallas Keuchel, maybe. Oh, it's the last perfect game in MLB. Oh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia is always there when you need it. Oh, <laughs> perfect game spoiled by the 27th batter. Oh, on July 4th, 1908, Hook Wilts of the New York Giants hit Philadelphia Phillies pitcher George McQuillan on a 2-2 count in a scoreless game. The only time a 0-0 perfect game had been broken up by the 27th batter and the only time a perfect game has been spoiled on the 27th batter by the opposing pitcher. Wouldn't that be a bitch? The free oh, space, yeah. the fucking pitcher, the 27th out. Oh, <clears throat> Yeah, but if he's still to be alive, fair, which he's not. What was that 1905 or something you said? <clears throat> yeah, 1908. It, the 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 pitcher was also probably a player manager and owned the team. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, that came up today. That's the one thing I think I would protest is why on earth are we still having managers wear uniforms? Like baseball uniforms. That is a bit skin tight, isn't it? Lululemon leggings with a beer gut. Uh, a camel toe <laughs> and just just the grossest belly. That's the one thing I would protest. Let's change that up. Yeah. I mean, they used to they used to wear them when player coaches were a thing. I don't I don't see any player coaches out there. I would love to see it. I would love to see a uh, you know, an old dusty fucking manager maybe take take one to the face. I, I want to see Dusty Baker taken at, at bat. Yeah, I would love that. I would <laughs> love to see Dusty Baker taken at bat. I think for extra innings, yeah. the, the manager needs to hit clean up. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I like that. Or the manager can be the uh, the ghost runner on second in the 10th inning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Just, I, you yeah, would hear right. every joint. From his knees to his ankles to his hips, just popping, going around oh, yeah. the base pads. Why can't the Brewers hit a baseball? Yeah, Chris, why on? can't the Brewers hit a baseball? You know baseball. Well, y'all should have grand slam That's yesterday. a good start. I mean, the, we just started. They'll get it together. Kane, a couple good hits yesterday. Colton Wong's got to get it together. Telez is starting to spark a little bit. Adamas is Adamas. He's hitting for average. They'll be all right. Okay. Just a slow start. We're just getting into just it, the bro. lack of spring training. I mean, Yelich blasted the when he hit the grand slam yesterday. You could see it in his eyes. He's probably ends up. I'm gonna guess if I'm a guessing man this year at about an eight sixty seven batting average. I would guess that's what I saw <laughs> hit that grand slam. I saw this little right here on this tooth that <laughs> yep. went ding, and it was like a little spark of light yep. that came out of his mouth. And I was like, yeah, I'd say about eight sixty. Like Joe Pesci yeah, in Home Alone, one somewhere yep. in there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh man, Low Kane, He he was all happy, smiling on the bases. He's probably good for six eighty seven. Wong's going to return. That's what to it is. It's self, mental. So it's down. attitude. It's you're not going to hit the ball if you think you're not going to hit the ball. Essentially, no. I I hate losing Brandon Woodruff's bat out of the lineup. We might have to pinch hit him here. And I there, think they will. I like watching the pitchers hit. I really do. Yeah, it's too. really ruined the. It's taken a lot of the chess out of it. Yeah. I love having Andrew McCutcheon. That's fun, but I love it whenever 
Woody would get a double or a home run. Burns would get yeah. that home run. I mean, that's exciting. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of like Plus it too. You can't- yeah, it takes a lot of the strategery out of the game. Yes. You just straight pitch yeah. to people yes. now. All the way to the fifth inning. I mean, it, it jacks it up the whole thing. And it's just one more thing that makes the Dodgers better. That's my axe to grind this season. It, it really is. It's like, I, yes, I think I like this whole grind season. that motherfucker, John. My headline is going to be, I hate the Dodgers. And it's just one more thing. Yeah. That they don't have to walk out their pitchers to taking it back. It, you know, the, the NL Central, I'll be interested to see who comes out of that. It's the worst division in baseball. We'll see what happens. Um, that I don't know. Baseball has a funny way of of kind of correcting itself, and I think the uh, the NL Central is going to come it back. Does. But when was the last time the Reds tried? Was that 2011? Uh, it's like they, they need to be relegated. Um, I don't know. I, I I I've had the red. I've had the Reds seven days in a row at at least plus one thirty five, and I cannot get a win out of them to save my life. I have. I bet them again tonight at plus one. They don't have Castellanos anymore, man. <laughs> They're uh, not those I miss Reds. That guy. Gosh, yeah. It's it's just a shame Joey Votto plays for them. Joey Votto deserves better. Yeah, there's a couple baseball players like that, but I don't know. Um, I. Trout? Yeah, Trout's the big one. I, I still don't know how the Angels can't be good. They've got two of the top ten players in the league. Um, but anyway, back to the is it the city they're in? Is it curse? Is it the Clippers deal? Anyways, go ahead. Well, no, they, it is weird that Anaheim can't get it together. It doesn't make sense. It, it really doesn't. I, I I don't know how that's that's never pieced together any success. But uh, back to the NL Central, I'm, I need to get caught up with, with traveling and everything, but I'm excited to see the Cubs aren't a dumpster fire. It looks like they got some young guys that seem to be playing well together. Suzuki is really kind of uh, showing his value so far. We'll see. Um, once some scouting reports come out on him from pitchers and stuff, we'll probably see his he, him regress to the mean. But, you know, beyond that, I think it's going to be a little bit of a horse race between the Brewers uh, the Cubs, and then you can never count out the Cardinals. I mean, it's just such a, as much as I hate it, good organizations always find a way to piece the right personalities and players together to make a run in, in down seasons with their division. Well, I'm, I'm going to say that you're being a little bit generous with the, with the crew there because we just got thumped by the Cubs and then went over to St. Louis and got our asses smashed out. So we're about with the Reds. Yeah, right we're now. down there. We're in the basement. It's okay. It's April. We'll be fine. By the time, uh, you know, August rolls around and then we'll be within a few games. And that's when that's when St. Louis just entirely stops losing. They just don't lose a game yeah. in August or September. <laughs> they they like, had oh, like a we're three 15 year games run. Back, no problem. <sighs> the, the maddening thing about St. Louis and, and they've been down the last couple of years, but they had a three year run where they didn't like maybe a handful of series that they lost. They just didn't lose a series. They took two out of three. They took two out of four, whatever it was, but they never lost outright a series. And it was just insane. Uh, That's unheard of with the Cubs. I mean, we dropped four in a row, like nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they just, we just expect that. Every pitcher they bring up is Matt Carpenter. It's, it's nuts. It's like, oh, here's a, here's some guy who looks like, you know, very unassuming. Or the Waka. 
or the guy who looked like yeah. Kenny Powers. It's like all these guys all of a sudden, <laughs> I don't know if it's their coaching their their pitching coaches or something in the water or their scouting, but every time and then they know they know when these guys are done and they'll send them to us. For some reason, the Brewers yep. think it's a smart idea to take old used pitchers from a division rival like Braden Looper, Jeff Supon, we gave three years, like 36 million, which was a lot of money at that time. And he was garbage. Mm -hmm. Eric Gagne came over here, $55 million blown save after blown <laughs> save and fucking wreck specs completely forgot how to pitch when he got here. I don't know what it is. Some, some of those franchises, they just aren't ever bad. And, the Cardinals, even when they're bad, they're really not that bad. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Yeah, that was just, the they push all the right that, buttons. As a Cubs fan, it was always get past the Cardinals. Um, and the minute we did, we we're like, oh my gosh, we're actually good because anytime, anytime we were good, uh, it, it's not that we ever we just never got over the hump. The Cardinals were what we had to get over, and it was. It was right next to winning the World Series when we overthrew them in 15. It was like something else because, yeah, I mean, they're just a buzzsaw of an organization. You hate to say it, but you just can't ever count them out. And that's why this year it's like, well, we'll see. Let's see what they pull out of their hat this year. They'll find somebody and he'll mash the ball and completely change the course of their season. Yeah. They'll bring somebody up and, you know. We'll throw nine perfect innings, and then we'll be like, God damn it, there's another one. <laughs> what else do we got? John, who do you, where do you think the Bears are going to go in the draft this year? Well, with their O-line-centered GM, uh, I would hope O-line. Uh, we have been saying it because we've got one of the worst O-lines in the league, and we've got a Ferrari for a quarterback right now, for the love of God. Just protect him, you know. You don't want uh, you don't want an Andrew Luck situation where he just gets a crap beat out of him for years on end, and then it retires early because he wants to use his brain. So I'm hoping O line for sure, and I think we probably will. Um, I, I try not to put too much stock in and Mel Kuyper's draft and all that because it's like the weatherman. But my hopes are definitely for an O line because. You know, we're not going to be great this year, but at least if we can put points on the board and start to change the culture offensively, that can give us some hope because it's it's such an offensive league with that's just quarterbacks and weapons. We need to get on page with that at least. And while we don't have all the best weapons, if we can at least keep our quarterback healthy until we can develop some or draft some or pick some up in free agency, then there's some hope there. But, you know, until we can get a a workable offense uh you know it's just going to be a painful sunday to watch and and as bears fans there's been way too many painful sundays putting up one defensive touchdown and two field goals for for a sunday effort <laughs> yeah. I, I just i can't do it i can't do it I can't take any more. You can't do it on this podcast because it's going to be a long season for you, John. Now, is Justin Fields requesting a trade or are people saying no? That was stupid. Trade. No, that was. Oh, people are who saying. Was that? Is that the should. athletic? Yeah, there's some dipshit I'm who seeing. said, 
uh, SI. I'm just going to use like he basically thinks the NFL should operate like the NBA, which is not yeah. the case. And he was saying no. like if he he was doing it from the perspective of whether it's Fields agent or Fields saying if you're not going to put a line around me, trade me. Yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, sure, but you're you don't have any leverage as a rookie quarterback to do that and to say no. that is is kind of dumb. So I he he came out today and said he's got a new mindset. Hey, he's your, ready Ferrari, to- your Ferrari needs to shut your Ferrari needs to shut the fuck up. It's the same thing when he was like, I don't know, this game's slow to oh, me. Oh, after his first preseason game. game. Yeah, yeah, it was, was not Remember that? A little quick. Yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't right, really so, that good. So let's move on. You guys have a nice condo down there. Seattle's in a trailer. We have a house. So let's go on, move on to the house. So Green Bay picking at number 22 from the Raiders. You got Drake London. I mean, that's what we got, right? That's what our is hope he gonna is. Is he going to be there? He's supposed to be the first wide receiver taken. Nah, okay. He'll be there. I Look haven't. It. Okay. I haven't really looked into it at all. I mean, I'm just hoping they pick a wide receiver. How about that? Can we start that? I don't trust them to do that. I, don't <laughs> I bet they'll Penn take State. a safety from UTSA. <laughs> <laughs> you guys act <laughs> like you don't draft well. You guys are the Cardinals of the uh, NFC North. Don't act like you don't have great draft people. Like you, you, I get it. Jordan Love, you guys shit the bed on that one. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I get it. Fuck. But Dayton it's not act like the Green Bay Packers don't know how to draft. Dayton Jones was a huge whiff. Uh, Josh Jackson, who I was, I mean, I just about jumped through the ceiling when they drafted Josh Jackson, and he sucked. Is he still on the team? Is he still in the NFL? That poor kid. He was the best cornerback in the in the country. Maybe he might be selling Kidmore's. Mock draft 2020. O-line. I mean, I sure could go for a wide receiver. But rookie wide receivers often don't have an impact the first year. And a wide receiver on a new team often doesn't have an impact the first year. And, like, Rodgers is, what, 37, 38 years old? Our wide receiver should be going into his third year. But instead, his name's Jordan Love, and he goes by a QB instead of a WR. Peter Schrager says we should take Jahan Dotson. On Dotson, that's at twenty eighth, but at twenty, but we, but at twenty. Oh, he's got him going twenty two. Twenty two, Drake London. Alave allegedly going to the Saints at sixty six, fifteen and sixteen is what Schrager says. Alave and London. are they going to be? Are these receivers going to be gone? But do we have to trade up to get a wide receiver? Dude, I am just right now looking into the draft shit. I've been so busy trying to figure out uh, what we're doing here and how to win a baseball bet. Holy fuck. Dude, oh, for I don't even know how many baseball bets I made yesterday, but I know that my balance was no different when I woke up this morning. So, oh, for however many that was. Not a baseball guy. Not a baseball guy. I'm going to find a different summer sport to bet on because. Not a baseball guy. Or I'll just bet the opposite side of everything I think. <laughs> hey, John, you uh where where is uh Chicago picking at the second round? They don't have a first round pick this year, is that right? I think they get a second. I think it's late. So uh, maybe Traylon Burks at twenty eight. I've heard that name a few times. Hey, we got Devontae Adams from Fresno State in the fourth round, so can be done. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady came in the sixth. Let's just, 
it looks like pick 22. Most of the mock drafts that I've looked at have us taking like a Trevor Penning from like Northern Iowa offensive tackle, Northern Iowa. Oh, sweet. I do. Have I think on Walker. Shout out Sports Gambling Podcast, giving me the draft bets weeks ago. <laughs> Trayvon Walker is projected to go first in Schrager's article here. I thought it was Hutchinson for sure. Or is Schrager just trying to get clicks? Yeah, the Bears' first pick is uh, 39 overall, then 48 overall. Safety. Oh, is that the cost of getting Justin Fields? Or is that the cost of getting Mitch Trubisky? I'd have to go back and check the history. It's <laughs> I'm I not sure what bill that is. It's it's Ryan Pace. It's on Ryan Pace's tap. It's on Khalil Mack. Oh, isn't it? this might be the, the Khalil Mack deal. Yeah, I believe so. Sauce Gardner. I've been hearing a lot about this kid. I think his his uh, post combine has been real good. They you know they have all these media obligations and shit they have to do. They talk about like oh he's really nailing his post-combine pre-draft process like can he play football or not i yeah. <laughs> does he put well, his foot your name in his is mouth sauce immediately if your name is sauce i like you you're my kind of guy sauce gardner but he's a db so who knows so eric what uh, what do we got going on for the rest of the week uh, i know uh tomorrow, tomorrow we're going on another show the atl prime sport oh nice <laughs> nice nice nice, nice, nice. <laughs> And then on Thursday, we're going to have the Oracle and the crystal ball come in and tell us what's going to happen on Thursday. And then on Saturday, we might have the lovely and beautiful Stephanie and Lisa from Destination Dino Liam to tell us all about what they're doing. We're going to have Adam Miller come in the first no, not the first week. The first week of April is my buddy Malcolm Bamford from London, who's going to tell us how to win money on the Kentucky Derby. And then on the 10th, mm. the following Tuesday, Adam Miller is going to come in and tell us how to win money on the PGA Championship. And then on the 11th, I'm going to quit my job. Or wait, no. The following Monday after that golf tournament makes me rich. Then I'm going to go in. I'm going to tell my boss, listen here. There you go. You can go ahead and fuck yourself. <laughs> the barbecue guys as you are going to be here on the take this 30th. job and shove it. <laughs> yes. On the, the burn pit on the 30th Saturday next Saturday we're going to have the guys from Burn Pit Barbecue or at least Greg Fisher, one of them, if not both of them. They make rubs, spices, barbecue sauces, various things to make your summer better. And they're veteran owned and they help the community. So they're right up our alley. I mean, we got, <laughs> we got Madison McMinn out there ambassadoring for us. Is that a word? Ambassadoring? I don't know, but she's telling people we're pretty cool dudes. So, I mean, sky's the limit. Well, we have 54 minutes. Holy shit, boys. That's the first time I looked at the clock. What are we doing? Weren't the Tuesday ones supposed to be like 30 to 40 minutes? Well, we got a we got a couple uh in there. Yeah. I don't know. The list is pretty exhausted. We're going to do uh we're going to do a fishing show. That's all we know for sure. Um we're going to do a kayak fishing show and it's going to be hilarious. When it will start, where we will go, what it will be called, I don't know. But those will all be I'll have excellent answers for all those questions in the coming weeks. 
Hey, John, did you want to talk a little bit about the food over there? Sure. So you guys have been talking barbecue. You guys talk barbecue uh-huh. all the time. There's no barbecue over there. There's a oh, lot of salmon. That place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the bottom line on French food. Meat is basically the same. But the French can do sauces like I've never seen. They put sauces on all kinds of weird stuff. I had some sort of potato pancake thing. But they threw on some lemon sauce that I we ordered it again. And then we had our entrees. Like it was one of those double orders. Okay, bring some more of this. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, a lot of fish. I had some lamb chops that were subpar. Oh, but, I love some uh, lamb. Yeah, I... I yeah, it was it was pretty good eating. Not gonna lie, uh, a lot of bread, real good bread. Didn't didn't uh, make me sick or anything like that. So that was good. Uh, overall, I was very impressed with the food. Um, they don't give you nearly enough, so I, I was getting hangry yeah. like multiple times a day. Um, you know, for breakfast you eat, you know, your eggs and all that, and then by like nine forty five, I'm hungry again, and then I'd have to eat a sandwich. And then by noon, I'm, I'm angry again, um, and we eat some salmon. And then uh, about 1.15, uh, I get hungry again. So it was a lot of, let's, <laughs> let's stop by all these like bread shops and, and get John some sandwiches. I'd pack three sandwiches a day about, and because uh, we were walking like 10 miles. So You were just I, out was, touring. It was a whole, yeah, pretty much. But I, nice. I was actually really impressed with... Uh, Again, like the chicken's chicken. I, I don't. I think Americans do chicken about as good as you're going to get. And uh, yeah. but something they do with. Uh, I got to figure out what they're doing with those sauces because I definitely I need to get some recipes because it was pretty incredible. Who knew you could throw lemon into like a whipped cream and then throw what? What are the uh, caviar on top? And it works. Wow. Americans aren't going to try that, but the French will no. because they're overindulgent no. people in a different way. I tried caviar at a girlfriend's Christmas once. She, her parents were rich, and I, I wanted to be cool, and I had some caviar in the little triangle cracker, and it was gross. I choked it down, but it didn't was like gross. it. <laughs> they do, uh, they do small dinner entrees. They do like a big breakfast, a big meal early, and then a smaller meal later for dinner. You know, you're yeah. like evening meal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I like that. I need a bowl of cereal right before I go to bed. I mean, I'm eating nonstop. Oh, and the dessert. The dessert is insane. Uh, I was, it was actually on Easter. Oh, I bet. I was walking around. Uh, I was hungry, so I went out to get a sandwich. I had a local sandwich shop in one of the main cities we were in. And Did I just they kept start going calling you that. the French word for sandwich? Was that your nickname? <laughs> sandwich? <laughs> it's just sandwich. <laughs> sandwich. Uh, there's that American guy who just keeps coming back. Uh, <clears throat> but I, I went, I had to go out because I was getting hangry. And I uh, didn't want to get in a fight with my girlfriend on our vacation. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to oh go for a God, walk, that far eat a sandwich. Home? No way. No, no. Uh, yeah, you mind your P's and Q's while, while you're abroad. But uh, no, I got walked by some chocolate shops. And, uh, you know, they, they saw me and they're like, come in for some champagne, have some champagne, and then uh, get some chocolates. Don't mind if I that, uh, that kept the girlfriend happy. And yeah, I mean, yeah, the the chocolates there are pretty insane. I'll I'll say that. Wait, what? This guy knows how to take a fucking sabbatical. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was a good time. I will say my favorite morning, like we, I had a morning routine by the end and it was just me waking up early and going down to the cafe and <laughs> chilling with these old French guys who ride their bicycles around. But it was great because they all read their paper and we just sit in silence. And it was just nice, quiet time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like Didn't, that. I like no names. Who know nothing exchanged. Shut up in the <laughs> Those were the good times. <laughs> I don't know. Should we call it a day? The list is exhausted. I guess we can move on. We'll have Coach next time. We'll talk about the food again. Till then, thank you for listening, people. You'll hear the big voice guy tell you our social medias. You should follow us on those. You should tell tell one person. Go go find one person who's cool. Don't tell you know you know who we're talking about, the cool people. And tell them what you've been doing and tell them that they should try listening to us. And after you both enjoy this show, then go to whatever platform you're listening on and give us all five stars. Or I don't think there's another option. I think it has to be five. Don't even bother checking. Five or higher. Now I, yes, five or more. If you can give us six, give us six. That's going to help. It's all, it's all algorithms and math. I won't bore you with it, but they're watching. So let them know. Thank you. Chris, kick the outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.